Hey folks, welcome to the East Texas News Roundup. I'm Valerie Riddell here with the whole gang at once for the first time in a long time. Um, let's go around the table and tell us who you are and what do you do? Hey, I'm Tony Browning. I'm the managing editor of the Houston County Courier, and we are located in Crockett, Texas. All right. I'm Jason Klopik, the editor of the Trinity County News Standard. We have offices in Trinity and Groveton. Boy, that'll help you really lose stuff going back and forth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> so reunited, and it feels so good, folks. So, howdy, everybody. I'm Chris Edwards, holding it down in Woodville, Texas, the editor of the Tyler County Booster there in Woodville, and glad to be here. All right. So, baby, it's cold outside. Yes. So, Jason, has that helped make more news or less on your side of the lake? News happens whether it's cold or hot. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, this happened after we reached our press deadline. But yesterday, mm-hmm. Woody Wallace and the Trinity County Sheriff's made a drug bust right inside the Trinity-Walker County line. Um, wow. Quite a bit of methamphetamine and ecstasy and marijuana and even a gun Yay. We pulled out of this one. and Well, go Woody. Yes, and he recorded it on Facebook Live. Yeah, so if you live in Trinity County and you want to keep up, or if you don't live in Trinity County, if you just want to keep up with what's going on over there, follow Woody's page and he'll go live and you'll get to be part of the Woody show. It was quite entertaining. I saw the video and he was doing a play-by-play for you know a good five minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and Trinity County, it was Veterans Day on Monday, and they went all out with Veterans Day celebrations. Groveton schools have about the best veterans celebration going anywhere. Oh, I put absolutely. it up against D.C.'s. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Um, and Apple Springs had the Veterans Day breakfast Monday morning, and Trinity had a band and choir concert for their veterans. Trinity yeah. High School and Travis Kitchens inaugurated the Hall of Honor oh, okay. at the Courthouse Annex Monday. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a story on that in next week's edition. All right. So we're going to see all about everybody who's a veteran in Trinity County. Pretty much. Hmm. Some of them like to be behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz. So <laughs> we'll, well see. It's not going to be that up close and personal, but it is going to be on the Hall of Honor. Uh- <laughs> thing. Yeah, like uh, it's a lot of memorabilia yes. in the hallways. Yes. yes. All right. Well, what about deep in the forest? <laughs> well, over back east, deep in those piney woods in Tyler County, this week so far has been fairly slow. Last week was pretty eventful. But yeah, the, the cold, I think it has had an effect on people. There's not many people getting out and... Nobody really getting into trouble or doing much of anything this week thus far. But our top stories for this week in the booster, aside from we ran the election results, of course, how Tyler County citizens voted in this last election on the constitutional amendments and some of the races in the county for school board seats and city council seats and so forth. But other than that, our top story had to do with a couple of sentences that were handed down, one of them in district court over in Jefferson County that involved a crime that happened partially in Tyler County and was investigated with uh, Tyler County resources and another sentence that was handed down in district court in Tyler County. The first one had to do with a young man by the name of Jacob Arrington who killed 25-year-old Brandon Robertson in Nederland, which is in Jefferson County. They call that Mid-County area down there. But in 2017, he killed Brandon Robertson and brought him to Tyler County and burned his body in the Fred area. I remember that Yes, you were down there at the time when that happened. And and the assistant DA there in uh, Jefferson 
Jefferson County, who helped to try this case, said that the reviewing the evidence that this was by far one of the most bizarre and brutal crime scenes that she had ever seen in all of her year of law enforcement. And the uh, Texas Rangers also helped to investigate this case. But anyway, the end result was that Arrington got 99 years in prison and a $10,000 fine tacked onto that. And so he will be eligible for parole after he served at least half that sentence. And to me, I, I remember when this happened, I wasn't working down in Tyler County at the time. I was writing for the, the Booster Sun, but not down yeah. there full time. And just thinking, my God, this is incredibly bizarre. It's horrible. But yeah, he had also had a prior for aggravated assault. He had stabbed somebody seven times and almost killed them. And that came out during the trial as well. The other sentence that came last week had to do with a long-term meth dealer in Tyler County named Jason Ferguson, who Lucas Babin as DA now is going after a lot of these meth-related crimes that have been languishing on the docket for some time now that he's in office. And Ferguson got a 10-year sentence. And in the trial, it, it was presented that Ferguson had been quite a large volume dealer of methamphetamine in Tyler County for quite some time. And over a 10-year period of time, he had been arrested over 20 times. And none of great. Yeah. Um, most of these were dismissed and they were never able to get a conviction on him. But yeah, he's been sentenced. And several of Ferguson's family members came to the trial and tried to plead for a probated sentence that's saying that he was in rehab and he'd been doing a lot better and so forth. But D.A. Babin said that probation was completely off the table. And so they found him guilty and sentenced him to 10 years. So we're talking about Trinity County and how Sheriff Woody is cleaning up things there. Well, Tyler County as well. Don't peddle meth in Tyler County. And I think all so. our counties have a horrifying yes. meth problem. And I know Woodville's just started the Don't Meth With Me. Yes. And you can go online on our Facebook pages and see some of the videos from there. And that's targeted at fifth graders. So hopefully the good guys can get the drop on the bad guys and show kids what all is in there oh, yeah. before they have an opportunity to ever try it. Because, you know, if you're a grandparent like I am, I mean, it's been called a lot of different things, crank right. and all that. But the meth that is out there now, you can become physiologically addicted the first time you Absolutely. use it. Absolutely. And it's, it's just terrible. As EMS and on the cop beat, I've covered folks that they've changed their cooking methods. And when they used to cook it out in the garage or whatever, it would blow up. And then these people have horrifying burns on their hands and face, but they've also burned out their opiate pain receptor receptors, yeah. so that no pain medicine <laughs> yeah. will work. There's nothing a doctor can do to relieve your pain. And you've got full thickness burns. Oh, yeah. So it's Three. it's a very horrifying addiction. It's, you know, nowhere in the same ballpark with some of our other yeah. family favorites running yeah, around on the street. You know, and I can speak to that a little bit. I mean, at full disclosure here, I'm in, involved with the Woodville Rotary, and we're spearheading the program in Tyler County starting next year. And you're also in and, the music um, business part-time. So <laughs> <you laughs> so it's kind of funny. But it, I agree. It's a very worthwhile public service. And. And, you know, if anywhere needs it, I mean, our area needs it the worst. These kids need to know because when I moved back to Tyler County in 2014, you know, you hang out in bars and stuff and people talk about smoking dope, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, in my travels and places I've been in my day and age, that meant something completely different. You know, like, yeah. oh yeah, reefer, whatever, you know, cool. But no, they were talking about methamphetamine and, and or it's they sprinkle it on your foggy bottom weed, you know. You know, you hear about <laughs> things like that happening and there's confiscations where police 
fine. Marijuana has been doped with meth or whatever, opiates and things. But it's like it was appalling to me that everybody who spoke about dope, that if they themselves didn't have a firsthand experience with it, somebody close to them did. I mean, it was that pervasive and it's still, I don't think much has changed. I mean, by the volume of what we see just on our police blotters. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very scary. And to that end, with the Don't Meth With Me program, like you guys at the Enterprise here have been running the PSAs from Rotary. We started this week doing the same thing. And the first one is a list of some of the things that go into making meth. So hopefully it has a positive effect on you know, educating the youth and turning them away from that life. Yeah, let's gather around the bar stools and choke down a little starting fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a battery acid. Battery acid. <laughs> All wonderful ingredients go together to make meth. And let's talk about a case that you and I have both covered yes. since it's been pending. Mr. Tomlinson got sentenced in federal court. He was from Shepherd, Texas mm-hmm. in San Jacinto County, and he got 35 years in federal court after investigators found just thousands and yes. thousands of images of children performing sex or nude or sexually abused the kids and refilmed it. The case was so disturbing and the sheer volume of images and videos that they found was such that This case, when it broke, it made not just national news, but international news. I mean, there was a piece in The Guardian about it. Yeah, it's even been hard on the investigators to investigate. But We were speaking to the sheriff at the time, and he said that some of his guys had been in law enforcement for many years. Yeah, a lot of them seen a lot and had to vomit after they'd seen some of these images of their process. For folks who might think 35 years does not sound like a significant sentence, I want to point out two things. He still has a ton of of state charges mm-hmm. pending. And if you know Robert Hill Trap, he's just getting warmed up to do that. And they may even let this federal sentence, a significant part of it, run out before they take him to trial on the other cases because there's no parole in federal prison. Right. So he has to do all of that. Then he can start on these state charges that they may work out a plea agreement or something on because it's on video. It happened. Oh, yeah. And number one, he's not going to get paroled out of federal prison. And then he has to, still has to face a good hundred charges in state court for oh. all of this. So do we want to jump over to Houston County on that happy news? I'll take you to a lighter feed. How's that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving off that, one of the biggest things that we have going right now, we're still running some veterans information in our paper. Not as much as I wanted to this week. I ran out of room. But also, I want to talk about our Chili Fest that the Courier just hosted. Okay. And what we did was we decided we wanted to have a chili cook-off and earn money for two veteran associations that are in our community. Half our money is going to go to the American Legion, and half of it's going to go to the David Crockett Kennel Club. They provide assistance for your veterinarian care for veterans pets since you know that's significant to a lot of vet squared yeah it's kind of like veterinarians for veterans is more people are using animals for emotional support Mm -hmm. especially veterans who come home with the ptsd Mm -hmm. and such like that but can't afford it so that's what they're there for they help out with that great so we did that and this was our first annual and we decided to move it to the last part of october next year because all of the deer hunters who wanted to cook were out shooting the deer meat so (laughs) they promised to be there next year make it bigger and better but we did earn over four hundred dollars great to divide it 
between the two entities in that's that one day. That's a lot day. of kibbles and bits. Yes, yes, it is. And for the American Legion, they'll get half of that. And they use theirs to help veterans pay gas money to go to their VA hospital checks, you know, and, mm-hmm. and doctors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because, of course, we don't have that in Houston County. They have to travel to Temple or Houston, Palestine. Mm-hmm. So they help out with that. So we're trying. Okay. Yeah. But you were talking about all the Veterans Day in Trinity County. I happened to go and spent almost the entire day in Grapeland in mm-hmm. our area. And I started out at nine o'clock at the junior high school mm-hmm. and they serve breakfast. I mean, full on breakfast, the eggs, the bacon, the mm-hmm. pancakes, whatever you wanted. And then they moved us into the auditorium and let all the veterans sit up on the stage. And we were there for an hour while they did a nice presentation, thanking everyone. And I have to say, those were the politest children in there. Those kids were elementary school, middle school, never said a peep. They had a moment of silence, not even a cough, nothing. These were the most polite children. I could not believe it. It was nice. And they gave us standing ovations. I'm a veteran, too. So I was up on stage, which was hard to get pictures. And I tried. (laughs) And but as we walked by, everybody wanted to high five you. They were thanking you. You know, it was really nice. And then we went on to the library there where there was people there. And some of the kids, the uh, classrooms had come by there to thank Mm -hmm. veterans. And then we went off over to the senior center and spent a couple hours there having free food. And I mean, all I did was eat Veterans Day for free. Well, it was crazy. Well, you earned it. Yes. yes. And yes. then and then that evening was the American Legion. H-E-B fed us for free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is great, you know. But Well, tell us about your, your service. Mm-hmm. You were in... Uh... I was in the U.S. Army. I was an MP in the U.S. Army, and I served for a little over three years. But I'll tell you what I told the kids there at the school, because we all got to stand up mm-hmm. and speak a little bit, was I joined it because I wanted to travel the world. Mm-hmm. And the only way I was going to be able to afford that and afford school, too, because it had the Mm -hmm. GI Bill, Mm -hmm. was to join the military. And my entire family is military. So it's not expected, but it's a great deal. You learn a lot. So I did. So my first deployment, I made sure it was overseas, and it was South Korea. Wow. Loved every minute I kept putting in for extensions. Mm -hmm. And I ended up staying there 14 months. And it was the best 14 months of my life. You ever approach the DMZ? Yes. Well, being an MP, my main job over there was to protect the camp that I was at, Mm -hmm. and also POW, Mm -hmm. should we ever have that kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. Right. So here I am straight out of basic training, out of my AIT training, and they threw up on the DMZ for two weeks. It is the scariest thing. I don't think I slept for two weeks. (laughs) I was petrified the entire time I was there because you have to help work the guard the gates Mm because that's an MP job. Mm -hmm. And at any point in time, you could be called. So you had to know the rules. You had to know how to behave. You had to know you didn't make eye contact with anyone. Mm -hmm. You made sure your rifle was pointed straight up. You know, you Mm -hmm. just you had to be so, so careful. Scariest two weeks of my entire life. Wow. Yeah. And it just, uh, but it was, it made you grow up really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you thank for you. your service, Tony. Yes, thank you for yes. your service. Oh, You're um, welcome. If mm-hmm. any other ladies have questions about serving in the military, I'm sure they can definitely give you a call me. at the courier. Definitely. And, yes. Because uh, I know it's not as Male that gender career. anymore. Well, yes, I mean, either. it's, yes. it's mm-hmm. uh, but, and I think a lot of parents have concerns just because what a lot of what they've seen in the national media, but I know yes. mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, it's a boys club. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to have to fight your way. Yeah. But, but it can be done. I mean, I enjoyed every bit of it. But, you know, I look on a lot of things that when uh, they're hard to do, I I make it an adventure Mm -hmm. and a challenge. And if you do that and you will make it through basic training was every day you had to get up at 4 a.m. You're doing calisthenics, you're running cold, rain, heat, didn't matter. Mm -hmm. But it was always, you know, I'm going to do this today and nobody else is doing this today. 
you yeah. know, and it, so it was a challenge. It was an adventure. It was something. It was worth it. So as long as you look at it that way, yeah, it, it's fun, and There's you learn a lot something. Of wisdom there. Look mm-hmm. at everything as an adventure mm-hmm. and a challenge. Um, exactly. I think it's really easy to get comfortable, mm-hmm. and you don't really grow when you're, you know, when you're just. That's it. When you get comfortable, sort of and you don't reach out for something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why even at work, when our boss Kelly calls and says, "Well, yeah. I have a change," I'm like, "Bring it, bring she, it." And she's you the know, first to admit she will change mm-hmm. things just for the sake of changing them. Yes. You need change. You need to lighten. You need to freshen. You need to find out something new. Of course, you in know? this line of work, it's hard to find two days that go the same as it goes. It has never Every happened. Every day is an adventure. Every yeah. day is an adventure. Getting here was an adventure. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, it's so yes. bright mm-hmm. and beautiful and temperate mm-hmm. outside. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the rain and the sleet and the cold getting here. Right. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going in that beginning of that trite opening of the story. It was a dark and stormy, dark and stormy night. Yes. <laughs> Tony, I saw a story mm-hmm. on the top of your edition this mm-hmm. week. To caught my eye, um, the Love Lady ISD bond. Yes. What is going to happen with this bond? This bond is by the grace of God. It's amazing how many people showed up. Almost 800 people actually voted on this, and it passed by about 100. Wow. It went really well, but 7.5 million is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they have so many improvements they need to do to their schools. They're going to focus on their elementary and their high schools. And I mean, it's just everything. It's an update. It's not a let's build a new building. It's fix what we have because it's fixable. Mm-hmm. And their gyms, and because they have just finished their track around their football field and such. And they have an amazing booster club there. Those people raise money all the time. They raise enough money to redo several bathrooms in oh, the good. building. You know, and if you've got to have booster club fix your bathroom, you know you have a problem. So that's why they asked for this bond. But they did it the right way. They went out in the community. They had meetings all the time. Mm-hmm. explaining it, did the town hall thing. And I think the people understood, you right. know, I, I don't like taxes. You right. know, my property taxes just went up. But yeah. if I want my kids to go to a decent school where the roof doesn't leak, yes. there's not mold in the bathroom, it's worth paying that for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A school bond is a good investment, yes. a long-range planning kind of thing. And mm-hmm. a lot of these rural schools, you know, it's some things like, you know, security measures uh, for this day and age. Oh, and yes, Updating those kinds of mm-hmm. things as well as some infrastructure. Right. You know. And most of the, the opposition you hit are the people who no longer have children in school. Exactly. You know, well, but it's still a great investment. Absolutely. It's your future. For the kids mm-hmm. to get Ball started on a great career so that mm-hmm. they're paying your taxes after right. yours are frozen. That's so, <laughs> that is it. Go. They're going to be the ones who are helping Positive pay to get your roads be. better. And, you know, right. they, and they're going to lead your country one day. And you want there a, you a kid that's had a good education out there, mm-hmm. you know. That's so a very much it. a glass half full way of looking at these yeah. things. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You have really uh, put it mm-hmm. out there. And speaking of rural schools and gymnasiums, mm-hmm. Centerville ISD in the northern part of Trinity County mm-hmm. celebrated its annual homecoming. And congrats to junior Erin Forrest. She was crowned this year's homecoming queen. Hooray. Congrats to you. Do y'all have oh, a yeah. king as well? or they, Centerville just has a queen. Okay. And speaking of Centerville, they did not have enough girls come out for basketball this year. They had, they initially had five who showed up, but one of them did not pass her oh. mandatory physical exam that she needed. Mm-hmm. And the girls who are physically able to perform were given the opportunity to play on the boys' team, and one of them, Kayla Mott, took advantage of that. That's Ooh. awesome. I'll yes. be looking forward to I am hearing too. I'm how she does. Yeah. Yes, yes, I plan on doing a 
one of the guys features on her down the Good. road. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Elgin, we had a, a girl play football a few years ago when Did I was really? working at mm-hmm. Elgin Curry. She was the kicker because she played soccer, but it was really a good experience that the guys all treated her like a sister and the coach was great with her. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll look forward to hearing how she does at basketball. Awesome. What grade is she in? She's a junior. The funny thing about Centerville, they have five seniors this year and they're all male. So there are no oh, senior right. girls. I think that could have something to do with it as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. So, so maybe we need to turn up the pH in the water in Centerfield. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> but the irony is there are 21 players, 20 boys and one girl, mm-hmm. in the basketball program this year. So Centerville does have a junior varsity boys and a varsity boys team for the first time in oh, God knows when. So I guess they just need to be varsity humans. Yes, yes. sure. That's a good idea. <laughs> there you go. Varsity maybe humans. the JV boys can scrimmage some of the varsity girls teams that the girls would have played. Yeah, maybe Possibly. so. Possibly. Mm-hmm. All right. So did we cover everything that happened in Trinity County also? Oh, yes. I started with you, didn't I? (laughs) And the Groveton Indians are going to the playoffs. Of course they are. Yes, they play Timpson tonight in Rusk. All right. Tonight is Friday, just in case. Oh, they played last night. Oh, they played Thursday night the 14th. Okay. So by the time you're listening to this, you can probably Google around and find out what happened. Right. So since the last time we've done a podcast all together, I've been doing San Jacinto County and Polk County since Greg has been in the hospital. He just got out on Wednesday. So Greg will be back and uh, working part time for us. So thank God. Yes. <laughs> but, miss you, big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, go Big Red. Been an exciting couple weeks in San Jacinto County. The TEA is working on taking over Shepherd ISD for five years of an acceptable academic performance. It has nothing to do with money. They know where all the money is. It's just kids cannot perform well on that test and other markers. So they are going to appoint a board of managers that will replace the elected board. If you want to be part of that, you can fill out an application and they will do you the background check. They will train you. And I think they are going to start out with training more people than will actually wind up on the board and kind of trim it down from there. And that board will serve until the state turns it back over to a local board. I think we do have a 20-day of a period where local residents can say why they don't want this takeover to happen, as well as the elected board themselves and the superintendent can kind of appeal to the state about what magic thing is going to happen to make that changeover unnecessary. But we're still very limited on the details, but stay tuned and we'll keep you filled in. Constable Sam Houston, not the father of Texas, and the SPCA joined forces and seized a bunch of abused horses and other animals and arrested their human who was not taking proper care of them. So we had that in the November the 14th paper, and we talked about the sentencing agreement for Tomlinson. On this side of the lake, DPS is continuing to investigate three crashes that happened last weekend, and two people were killed. One of those was a young lady who was among five people riding an ATV Mm. that went off the road and flipped. So I saw the alert from the Lufkin... Yeah. Text that office. Um, rather tragic events. Yeah, it's really tragic, and it's very much an active investigation. I spoke with some of the troopers today, but, you know, it's hard for me to even do the geometry and figure out how you put five adults on an ATV, but I know there's some big ones. I get the impression it's a bigger one than your regular one seat, like the one your brother-in-law has or my brother-in-law has. But Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, sure. but anyway, there were one person killed, and the four other people went to the hospital to be 
treated for injuries. Then we had another crash on Sunday that involved two men out west of Alaska, a father and son, and they were working on a disabled vehicle on the side of the road. And somebody came along and kind of veered off the roadway and hit the mm. disabled truck. And so they were hit by their own pickup. The son was killed and the father went to the hospital. And then there was third crash out on 350 close to the Polunsky prison unit. Also on Sunday, somebody was trying to back an 18-wheeler into a private drive. Another motorist was coming down the road and T-boned the 18-wheeler and went to the hospital. So no one killed in that crash, fortunately. Then our young star of... Livingston ISD right now, Cameron Watson. This has even been on the Houston TV news outlets. Cameron had a stroke and some other very serious medical issues at Livingston Junior High a couple of weeks ago. And he has been at Texas Children's, I believe. Now now that that's coming out of my mouth, he may have been at another medical center hospital. But he is improving and responding. And he has a very long way to come. But thanks to some excellent intervention by Coach James Dunn, he's still getting to hug his mom and do a lot of things that little boys are supposed to be able to do. Some really heartwarming videos of Cameron and his family on Facebook. If you follow those updates, and I know the folks over at Livingston ISD are helping keep the school family up to date on Cameron, and we want to see him back running around Livingston real soon. So what else is going on? It's been Newspalooza on this side of the world. but One thing that I mentioned over in Tyler County is um, Heritage Village and the Tyler County Heritage Society is putting on an event on Saturday at 10 a.m. out at the Village, a lecture over quilts of all things. And this is part of a series they're doing of lectures that feature people from a broad variety of disciplines. Like the first one, it was a mixed media presentation of a a singer-songwriter and a historian who paired up to present this information about Susanna Dickinson, who Mm -hmm. was the messenger of the Alamo. And that was the first one. Well, this one is Lisa Erlinson, who lives in Gainesville, I believe. She is a quilt expert, a world-renowned quilt expert and over the history of quilts, and she's called up to judge these quilting competitions and so forth. She will be on hand uh, Saturday morning to demonstrate some of the quilts from her own collection that were sewn by some grandmothers back in the day for their grandchildren, and to kind of tell of how this tradition came to be at the time and how quilts have helped tell the stories of uh, many people's families. We have a quilt story in the Enterprise for Thursday also. Oh, cool. The Peacemakers Quilt Guild, based here in They gather up out at Blanchard Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. They have been making quilts of valor for veterans. Nice. So on Monday for Veterans Day, they presented another 38 quilts to veterans throughout the area. They have ties to Polk County. Nearly all of them live in the area, but they have some folks that, you know, maybe they've gone on to live in Houston or the rest of the area. But just a great story from Kay Hardy and the folks at Peacemakers Quilt Guild that help veterans, you know, struggling with PTSD or or not. I mean, it's still something that helps make your house a home. Yes. Is to be under a quilt. And I know reporters have PTSD a lot. (laughs) Have y'all heard about weighted blankets? Weighted, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Um, those are great. (laughs) My five-year-old has one. When you spend a day chasing disaster, it's great to crawl under a 20-pound blanket. And <laughs> I have two dogs that do that for me. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
my cats, they all they crowd up in bed with me, and the combined weight of them is way over 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog. Yeah, it feels great, though. It does feel good, though. Yeah, yeah. One of these days way? I might invest there. On Sundays, I have five or six grandkids in a bed with yeah. me, but it's not not every day. Well, it's about one death that we had in mm-hmm. Houston County, and I've spoken to you, Val, about it. Daphne Herford mm-hmm. passed away, and she's a one-time editor of the Houston County Courier. Mm-hmm. She was an editor for about five years there, and before she sort of retired from us and went to work part-time for ETMC and then just really retired. But Daphne has another mm-hmm. big claim to fame. Yeah, her biggest claim to fame is she is the actually the last owner of the bloodline of Rin Tin Tin, the dog Rin Tin Tin. Wow. You remember that from World oh, War absolutely, One? Absolutely, yeah. Her great-grandmother bought the bloodline rights from the gentleman who brought him back. His name slips in my mind at the moment. But they bought the bloodline rights and they kept it pure. Mm -hmm. They kept it absolutely pure. And up to her death, she did too. She had trainers that would train the dogs. Mm -hmm. They still had dogs that went on tour and spoke to kids about don't do drugs, things Mm -hmm. like that. And the last time I saw the current Ren 1010, and I want to say it's 14, Ren 101014 was on Good Morning America about a year ago. Okay. And uh, so they still make their rounds. The trailer still takes care of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that she's was able to find anyone who agreed with her and her family's philosophy of keeping the line pure. So I'm not sure if that name and that purity is going to continue or not. So we might, Rin Tin Tin 16 might be. Might be it. <laughs> Half poodle? Exactly. <laughs> well, any dog, and they sold puppies, mm-hmm. but any dog you received was altered. There was no way you could reproduce so that the bloodline would never be compromised. Yes. And only dogs that were bred had to be, you know, AKC registered. They had to be top of the line. They had to be everything. And, you know, the puppies are anywhere from three to seven thousand dollars a puppy. Wow. Yes. But it was to continue the line. So it's kind of sad to think. And I'm well, I just wonder also when you pure biology speaking, Mm -hmm. when you try to keep a bloodline pure like Mm -hmm. that, sometimes that creates genetic problems of it's, its own. Yes. yes. Just like why we so humans don't usually yeah. marry our cousin. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure they had to take those kind of steps yeah. to make sure that that cross line like that did not yeah. happen. But yeah, she was a character in her own right. She really yeah. was. She um, had her own opinion, let everybody about it, but she'd be willing to listen to yours too. Yeah. She wasn't going to agree with you and she's going to tell you, but yeah. she would listen. And so we have a lot of memories of her up there at the Courier and the Ren 1010. I actually thought about Ren 1010 in years. Mm-hmm. But uh, that aside, hats off to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, Daphne Herfer. It is mm-hmm. this business is a, a brotherhood of it is. sorts, and, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's only sad when, even though I never met the lady, I'm mm-hmm. sad to. She's one of ours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I met her last year mm-hmm. when I was at a Lions Club meeting at the. Um, Rehabilitation Center in Trinity. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of the PR person for the TRHC, submitted mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of content that I used in mm-hmm. my paper. Yeah. A great writer. She's oh, a absolutely. really good writer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those. She's like you, Valerie. She would dig and dig and dig and dig. <laughs> and you could ask her, like I call you now, for the legalese of things yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that was her. You could ask her. She but I never give legal advice. I'm not an no. attorney. Oh, no. <laughs> you tell me who to talk to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the funny thing mm-hmm. about it. In this profession mm-hmm. i've had people come to me before friends of mine asking me about legal advice and it's like well you know knowing the law is different from being able to give out legal yes. advice you can know right. uh, you know some, some things about the finer line. points mm-hmm. of the law but it doesn't necessarily mean we're qualified to give out legal advice we can get you in <laughs> we know just enough to be dangerous there you go yes. we can get you in all kinds of trouble <laughs> so don't ask us folks for legal advice if you come up to us on the street you know yeah I, sorry no. i can't keep you out of jail yeah. so uh, yeah put down anyhow 
Oh, and we've also just come out with our first time to do this here, the best of Polk County. Yes. Which was a three-section special project. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to be enjoying it. Very challenging to put together and produce. A lot and of teamwork. I kept on that. my hands off of it. Really? I thought it was really cool really? the way y'all did that because a lot mm-hmm. of papers who will do a best of will just confine it to a couple of pages. But you guys had oh, no. categories for everything best yeah. football player, best musician, best margarita, best, yeah. you know, everything. We're going gonna- <laughs> to. We're going to add some categories wow. next year to fill in a couple of areas exactly. that we realized we missed. There's a few great small engine repair folks sure, and yeah. physical therapy folks. That didn't get included. Things like that say, that will be next yeah. year. And we're probably going to roll it out in a few of the other papers. Uh, that's what I was fixing to say. I want to let yeah, you two guys know already, I'm already next on the list. For Kelly to let me do this one next. <laughs> so y'all can find amongst yourself who gets to go after me. Just make but, sure you uh, line up some help to count the ballots mm-hmm. that is not ad reps. I'm because glad that's that, what that's one thing we try to keep mm-hmm. them out of it. But mm-hmm. it is daunting to count thousands of ballots by yourself. Yes, it is. That's why y'all were the trial run. <laughs> yes. Yes. But so, Houston County, get ready. You were yeah. going to start that probably February. And if somebody has a category they want to be sure that you cover, be like sure to let the us best know. wig maker. Yeah, really. Get on yes. Facebook mm-hmm. or give Tony a call, um, and we'll make sure it gets in there. Mm-hmm. Some categories, you know, you might only have one or two people, like the best well, farrier service or something and, like that. In communities our mm-hmm. size, there's a lot of things that there's just one of, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're not the best. Exactly. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still deserve your name in the paper. Mm-hmm. And a challenging thing is it's, it is fill in the blank and not multiple guests. So Mm -hmm. it's also very informative thinking Mm -hmm. what all the readers think someone's name is. Mm -hmm. And this, since our section's already out, I will tell y'all that we had for best bank teller, one person won by a landslide and everybody was calling her Miss Mabel. And we, you know, we've got five or six banks in Livingston. Mm -hmm. So we were calling around and asking, do you have a Mabel called National Bank, State Bank, you know. I saw that. Prosperity. Everybody, I guess it's not prosperity anymore. It's BBVA. Yeah. (laughs) Asking them, you know, do you have a Miss Mabel? And we finally found Mabel Mm -hmm. that has been East Texanized from her true name, Mary Bell. Ah. Oh, how difficult. 